Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we're going through Proverbs 6, verses 24 through 25. Let's get it. To preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress, do not desire her beauty in your heart, and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. So, y'all, obviously, this section in Proverbs is talking a lot about adultery. Now, we like to apply this to an entrepreneurial level, and so I do the baseline interpretation, and then I'm going to extrapolate to entrepreneurship. But this verse is specifically talking about adultery. Do not desire the beauty of another woman in your heart. Do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. Don't get caught by the smooth tongue of the adulteress, right? So first, my interpretation here is to claw out desire at a heart level. I'm going to say that one more time. Claw out desire at a heart level. And I say that because it says, do not desire her beauty in your heart. And Jesus talks about this too. It's like, if you look at a woman in lust, you have committed adultery in your heart. And it's like the stuff that happens, you know, I talk a lot about this. Our beliefs influence our thoughts, which influences our feelings, which influence our actions, which influence our results, which reinforce our beliefs. So when you have a belief, And these typically come from who or what you think of God. And God is like the highest moral. I heard Jordan Peterson talk about this. The highest moral standard in your head is God. So even if you don't believe in a God, there is something that serves the function of God in your life. And when you have that, what you believe about God will influence your beliefs. And those beliefs will influence your thoughts and your thoughts will influence your feelings which get your actions, which get your results. And Jesus says, you commit adultery in your heart. Proverbs here says, do not desire her beauty in your heart. And it's talking on a heart level, which I think is on a belief level. It's not necessarily feelings, but it's like, what is the state of your heart? And that is determined by your beliefs. So when it's talking about beliefs, it's like claw out the desire at a belief level. So what do you believe that allows you to desire such a thing? And specifically, what do you believe about God that allows you to desire such a thing? And so the entrepreneurial application of this is look at what desires affect you on a heart level and trace that back to your beliefs. What are you believing that's allowing you to desire that? And so these desires that are affecting you on a heart level, they might cause you to stray. They might cause you to wonder when it comes to your dreams and goals. Well, once you identify them, deal with them. And this is us just talking about limiting beliefs. Like you have limiting beliefs that put your heart in a certain state. And these limiting beliefs affect your thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, which reinforce the limiting beliefs. So I can't make money or money is bad because you think money is bad. You're going to have thoughts that lead to you saying, well, if I have a lot of money, I am a bad person. 
which then will lead to you feeling bad about receiving money, which will then lead to the action of never receiving money, which will get to the result of being broke, which will reinforce the belief that money is bad because you want to think of yourself as a good person. And so because you have this current result in your life and you are a good person, it must mean having this result and being a good person are synonymous. That's just one example of how it could go, right? And so look at what desires affect you on a heart level and might cause you to stray. That could be one of them, that desire to like be a good person. And then the belief that money is a bad thing can lead to the result of you not having money in your life. So once you identify these desires, map them to certain beliefs, you identify those things and you deal with them, you carry that new energy forward into your business and how you serve people. So for example, you could be like, I have the desire um, for money, but I think that makes me a bad person because I believe that um, money is a bad thing and people who have money are bad, right? And so that leads me to the thought, saying if I get money, I'll be a bad person. The feeling feeling bad about receiving money, the action of not receiving money, the result of being broke, which reinforces that belief that broke people are good people and rich people are bad people because you are a good person because you have to protect your ego, right? When you identify that belief and you do the work necessary to deal with that belief, which, you know, is um basically focusing your mind on other things, like provide evidence for your new belief. First, create your new belief, an abundant belief about money, Provide evidence for that belief with people who are wealthy and do good things and maybe scripture that tells you that you can do good things with money. You can be generous with money. Realize that money is a tool to help and serve people and then carry this new energy forward into your business and how you serve people. Now you feel good about receiving money because you are only using your money to serve people. That is the only intent for money. It's like money solves all problems, which is in Ecclesiastes, I believe, and people have problems. So with money, I can help people solve their problems. Huh. That's really cool. And so that's kind of an example of how you can carry that new energy forward after you identify a belief, create a new belief, get that new belief into your head by looking for evidence of it in the world, getting evidence of it in your life, and simply repeating it to yourself with actual words, but also with catering your environment to it. So you can literally say the stuff out loud and you will start to believe it. But you can also, which is why the power of life and death is in is in the tongue. But you can also take the time and curate your environment where it's like there aren't people around you who are talking about money being bad. There are people around you who are talking about money being a good thing. And there are posters in your room and, you know, bank account statements of what you want to be at, like vision board type stuff. I don't really do a bunch of that. I don't even really do affirmations, but I do like cater the inputs that come into my mind because I know that equals the outputs that come out of my life. So... Just thinking about that. That's how you carry that new energy forward into your business and how you serve people. That's the whole entrepreneurial application of this. Look at what desires affect you on a heart level. Map those desires to a belief and probably a belief that you have about God that might cause you to stray. And then you deal with those things and you deal with the belief by creating a new belief, which will create a new desire. And then you carry that new desire and that new energy forward into your business and how you serve people. So where has this shown up in my life? I would say people-pleasing. In my head, people-pleasing is what would allow people to accept me and love me. And it's because I had a belief that God didn't accept me and love me how I was. Because I didn't think God accepted me and loved me how I was. I didn't think people would accept me and love me how I was. So I was afraid to be myself. So I would change who I was in order to please people so I could feel the love that I wanted. 
right? So I had a desire to be loved. I had that desire because of a belief. When I mapped it to that belief, you got to create a new belief. And that belief, the old belief is like, God doesn't love me. God doesn't accept me. Boom. Belief. God loves me. God accepts me. Desire is no longer to be loved, but to love. And that desire comes from that belief because that is what God does. Like, because God is love, love is naturally expansive. And God is love and calls us to love as we've been loved. And so now having that accurate belief of God loves me, right? It gave me a new desire of, I want to love people. And so dropping people pleasing was a way this showed up in my life where I had a desire at a heart level that came from a belief of what I thought about God. When I addressed that belief of what I thought about God by really wrapping my head around the correct theology, getting around people who embodied it and saying it to myself over and over. And if this was true, what would my life look like, et cetera, et cetera. And then living like that. And I was confirmed that it was true and reaffirmed that it was true and reaffirmed that it was true. And I just found more and more evidence, right? Once all that happened, people pleasing dropped. And now I can dive into conflict with people and what seems contentious what seems like it's people not loving me or me not loving people is actually creating a space of vulnerability so we can both truly be loved and truly love how we're called to be loved and love. So dropping people pleasing is how this has shown up in my life. And it was mapping that desire to a belief, correcting that belief, creating a new desire, which helped me to engage in conflict with people. So where do I want this to show up in my life? submitting thoughts to Christ. So I just talked about people pleasing, but I still have self-doubt and I still struggle with playing small. So those are two things where it's like, what belief? You have a desire to fill an immediate need. So you play small. That desire comes from what belief? About God. And so if I'm playing small to provide for myself. It's a belief that God won't provide for me. And because I have that belief, I have this desire. So how can I change that belief to create a new desire which will create new thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, which will reinforce that belief about who God is in my life, right? That's stepping out on faith. Crazy, I know. Self-doubt. What do I believe about God that allows me to live through self-doubt, have the desire to protect myself by doubting my ability to accomplish something or um, achieve a certain number of things or impact a certain number of people to, um, you know, basically spread God's word. Why do I have that desire to protect myself? That doubt comes from my ego just wanting to protect me. And why do I have that desire? It's because of belief I have about God. And so I want Christ to um, show up in my life in that way. And I want to submit my thoughts to him in that way. And so how can you guys apply this to your life? Well, you notice it takes some introspection, like self-doubt. You wouldn't think it's you trying to protect you, but by sitting with yourself, by knowing yourself and reading books about human nature, you'll realize that self-doubt is one of the ego's tricks to protect you and keep you where you're at because you're comfortable there. And the ego, your body, your mind is designed to protect you, not to help you thrive. Because it used to be pretty tumultuous times for humans. Like we do the wrong thing, we could die. That's not necessarily the case anymore with how society is. Like a lion's not going to eat us if we sleep for too long or, you know, let our guard down or be a little vulnerable. 
lions don't eat us anymore like that because we have infrastructure. And so all that, how our brain developed in the past, you know, thousands of years no longer really serves us. So it's a question of like, how can I lower my ego so that I can love more? And that's me wanting to submit my thoughts to Christ. That's me wanting to know myself more. And you guys apply this to your life by knowing yourself more. So analyze the fear in your life. Analyze the self-doubt, the playing small, your environment, the stuff you tolerate, the crap you don't like. Why do I do the things that I don't want to do even when I don't want to do them? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Analyze why you do that. Get to know yourself. Sit in silence with yourself and ask yourself those questions. And once you map you go from actions. You go from results. Start with a result in your life. Be like, what action in my life is causing this result? Now, what feeling in my life causes this action? And that's when you start to get to your desires. And it's like, what belief allows me to have this desire? Allows me to have these thoughts which cause these desires? What belief does that for me? You start to analyze your beliefs. Now you've mapped your desires onto your beliefs. So you backtrack from results in your life to actions to feelings right when you get around feelings you may have to delve into thoughts a little bit but the mixture of feelings and thoughts will lead you to desire now you know what you just desire at your baseline what belief allows you to have that desire and then you can address that belief change your desire etc cetera, etc cetera, so on and so forth so know yourself ask yourself those questions map desire to belief by going through actions by going through results, actions, feelings, and thoughts. Map desire to belief, change belief, get different desire, which will lead to different actions, results, which will reinforce beliefs, change thoughts, so on and so forth. So that's what we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, claw out that desire at a heart level, at a beliefs level, at a root desire level. And um, yeah, then you won't be captured by eyelashes. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one. On that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.